हेलो एवरीवन एंड वेलकम टू एपिसोड नंबर 45 ऑफ द ऑप्शन गिग पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट विवेक सोमानी एंड द टॉपिक फॉर टुडेस पॉडकास्ट इज मार्केट मेकर मूव द थ्री एम्स ऑफ द ट्रेडिंग प्लेटफॉर्म सो बिफोर आई जंप इनटू इट आई वांट टू प्रेफेस दिस एपिसोड विद अ चेंज दैट आई वांट टू ब्रिंग इनटू हर पॉडकास्ट every week i have a live webinar with retail investors and i discuss some of the trades with them every week i hand pick three trades that i discuss with them we go through the structure of the trade why i did that trade and my logic behind the trade and in future uh, webinars we discuss what happened to those trades when i closed it why i closed it if i had to adjust it why did i adjust it how did i do it and i was thinking why my podcast audience not benefit from it why podcast audience should be devoid of it so from this episode i'm going to talk about those three trades that i discuss in my live webinar by the way not just this in the live webinar i also talk about some of the trends that i see in the market For example today I talked about a rising and emerging trend of low code or no code platforms we build our investment thesis in it we looked at what companies are involved in it and picked a company did a deep dive in depth investment analysis and I talk about a lot more things so if you want to join in the live webinar and it is free so if you have a time you want to join in join the meetup group i have added the link to the meetup group in the description of this podcast we meet every week to talk about the investment opportunities for retail investors if you can join live that's fine too you can view the recordings on my website www.optiongig.com just sign up as a member go to members area and click on weekly webinar okay so that's the change i want to bring is in podcast i want to talk about trades so if you want to see any other change in the podcast structure do let me know send me a email on vivek@optiongig.com that is v i v e k at optiongig.com my eyes and ears are always open for you do let me know what else you want me to include in the podcast episode and we'll add that okay with this let's get back to podcast world and our topic for today which is market maker move so if you have been trading options and especially if you're using think or swim platform you would suddenly see in the near the symbol bar a text appearing in yellow color m m m followed by plus or minus some number what's that if you are wondering why does that appear and then it disappears is it doesn't stay there always we're going to talk about what that means and how can we how can we make use of that information 
in our trading. The three M's stand for market maker move. And the information that you see is MMM indicator. It's not a magic, but still you can do some cool tricks with it. So here's the summary. When the market makers, market participants are pricing some excess volatility in the upcoming week, that's when the MMM pops up. That's when you will see MMM showing up on your platform. And generally it would be like MMM plus minus 3.75. That means market makers are expecting the stock to move $3 up or $3 down by the next expiration period, which is generally the Friday. It doesn't tell us which direction the stock could move, but it only tells us the magnitude that the stock could move by $3.50, either up or down. And this shows up in the cases where the front month volatility is higher than the future dated expiration volat uh, volatility number. In normal markets, the front month or the current month volatility is generally lower. But there are situations, for example, if stock is announcing an earning this week, then its volatility this week will be elevated. And that's where you generally would see MMM showing up. So let's look at how we can make use of the MMM. Now, once you know what the market participants are anticipating in terms of the magnitude of the movement in stock, maybe you can use that to set up your entry or exit points. This MMM tells us that based on all the bid and ask, market is anticipating the stock could go high by $3.50 or could go low by $3.50. You could use those points as maybe a resistance or support or your points of entering into a trade or taking your profits on, on the trade. Use it the way you want to. That is one use. You can set up your entry and exit points based on MMM. Now the second use, which is where I have used it most, is the strike selection for my option trades when I'm trading for earnings. So if I plan to sell, say, an iron condor or a strangle, for earnings, we all know that the IV is really elevated during earnings, so we can get a rich premium during that if I am selling an option. But how do I know what strike price to pick up? I will look at MMM 
and think that's expected move that the market participants are expecting. Maybe I want to make sure that my short strikes are way farther away from that. I want to give my trade enough room so that if the stock moves after earning, it is still well within my short strike. Now, it's not a crystal ball. The way MMM is calculated is based on the option pricing. It is the reverse engineering on the option pricing. If we already know the option price, we can calculate what the stock price could be, do a reverse engineering. So MMM use some of the market dynamics that the market makers, they themselves use to set up the bid and ask spreads. That is why it's called market maker move. It is nothing more than a reverse engineered math. It's not a magic number. There's a hardcore math behind it. But stocks are known to violate math. So don't take it as a crystal uh, ball. Don't take it as you know, it giving you exactly clear picture. But take it as an expected move. And it is just that. It is expected move. In some cases, the actual move could be more than that. But it's good to know what the market participants are expecting before we put in the trade for earnings. So that's why I wanted to talk about today is MMM, the market maker move, and how can we use that to frame our trades. If you have used MMM in some other way, do let me know. Send me your uh, thoughts on Vivek at optiongig.com and share with me how else have you been able to use MMM in your trading. Okay, that ends our part one of this podcast is talking about MMM. Now let's move to part two, the brand new part in which I want to talk about some option trades. Before we dive into the trades, I want to clarify again, this is not a trade recommendation. I am sharing my trades so that you understand the thought process that I go through in, of uh, creating a trade, managing a trade, exiting a trade. And you can use that thought process to create your own trades. I don't know you, you don't know me. I have no information about your financial profile. So I cannot tell you what's right for you. You should consult your financial advisor or tax consultant for any type of investment advice. This is only for your education. All right, so the first trade I want to talk about is a custom trade that I did on JP Morgan Chase. JP Morgan Chase has been a wonderful, wonderful trading vehicle for me for past four, four almost six months now. I've traded it multiple times and almost similar the trade which I'm going to discuss now. 
on 2nd of October, i.e. on Friday, I sold two short puts on JP Morgan at the strike price of 95 and one short call spread at a strike price of 115 and 120. For this, I received a premium of $9.04. We did this trade when the stock was trading at $98.22. So yeah, I gave myself some room. My short strike is at 95. So I gave myself some room for stock to fall by more than $3. The reason I did it on Friday was we had a quick uptick in implied volatility on Friday because of a COVID situation in the White House. So that presented us with an opportunity to do some short option trades because the premium was rich. Similar trade had fetched me premium of close to $7 uh, in October expiration. And this one is for 20th November expiration. It is fetched me $9.04. So sold two puts and a call spread. There is no upside risk because the width of the call spread is $5 and we collected a premium of more than $5. So if JB Morgan takes off after the earnings or, you know, at the expiration date, we are still fine. There is no upside risk. On the downside, if JP Morgan goes down, I, I am assigned these stocks, I will own it at a cost basis, which is close to $90. I don't mind owning JP Morgan shares at that strike price. That's the reason why I did this trade. Trade number two is Roku. Similar trade, not exactly the same. I executed this trade on Thursday, December 1st. In this trade, I sold a naked put on Roku at a strike price of 180, one contract, and a call spread, one contract at strike prices of 235, 240. So that is one contract of all the three legs in Roku. To do this, we collected $14.80 as a premium. The trade expires on 20th November. When we did this trade, Roku was trading at $194.75. So we have close to $15 before it reaches our short strike, short put strike. There is no risk on the upside because the total premium that we have collected is $14.80 and the width of the call spread is just $5. But if it falls down on the downside and if I... If if I have to, you know, take assignment on the stock, 
I will own Roku at a cost basis of which is close to $165 because my short strike, short put strike is $180. I will be assigned the stock at $180, but I've collected $14.80 as a premium. So my net cost basis of owning Roku shares would be $165.20. And I think I am okay to own Roku at this price point. Third trade is a strangle on Eventbrite, ticker symbol EB. In this trade, we sold a short put at a strike price of $10 and a short call at a strike price of $17.50 and we collected $1.22 for this triangle. Now, I own long shares of Eventbrite. So for me, this kind of a covered strangle. It is kind of a combination of a short put and a covered call. So if Eventbrite goes to the moon before the November expiration, I am covered on the call side. And if the bottom falls out from Eventbrite and it falls down, I will be assigned at a strike price of $10. But because of the premium that I have collected, my cost basis of owning Eventbrite will be close to $8.80. And I am okay to own Eventbrite at $8.80. When I did this trade, Eventbrite was trading at $11.20. So we are getting close to $2.40 discount on this. Oh, that's the reason I did this trade. So this was the third trade that I wanted to discuss. This concludes our trade review section, which was the last section of this podcast a new section that I have added into this podcast. Do let me know your feedback. How did you like this new trades section? Does it help you? Does it not? What other changes do you want to see in the structure of the podcast? Send me an email at vivek, V-I-V-E-K, at optiongig.com. If you have a question about any of these trades, or if you have a question on any of your own trades, send me a note and I will respond to you, try to help you out, see if we can learn from each other. That's the basic motive behind this podcast. Well, thank you everyone for your time. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope I have done reasonably good. I'll try to do better next time. Stay happy. Stay healthy, stay safe. I will talk to you in the next episode of the Option Gig Podcast. Goodbye, happy trading.